Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get Our Way, a brand new show from My Heart Podcast, where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. This is our podcast, and we're going to do it our way. Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, thanks for listening to the Two Pros and a Cup of Joe podcast with LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, and myself, Jonas Knox. Make sure you catch us live weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. You can find your local station for the Two Pros and a Cup of Joe show over at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Oh, hell yeah, Brady Quinn. It is two pros and a cup of Joe here on Fox Sports Radio. No LeVar Arrington. He'll be back tomorrow. It's just Brady Quinn and I here slapping it up for a couple hours on a Tuesday morning. And we're doing it all live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. So we will be taking you all the way up until the end of this hour, 9 a.m. Eastern time, 6 o'clock Pacific. You can always find this show on the iHeartRadio app and on hundreds of affiliates all across the country. And we opened up this show talking about the classics last night in the world of college football, the semifinals, fantastic matchups. First at the Rose Bowl between Michigan and Alabama, the Wolverines getting it done. And then Washington survives. They take care of Texas, which sets up our national championship, as Eddie Garcia pointed out, undefeated versus undefeated Michigan, Washington, Michigan, a four and a half point favorite for next Monday in Houston. Uh, going to be a fun game and a fun watch. Now, are you going to be out there? Are you doing any workout uh, in Houston? Or no, I have to be back in the studio for it. So okay. it's uh, unfortunate. I oh, would love to be at NRG Stadium. It's actually one of the only stadiums I've, I've never been to. Really? I, like never, never played there. Haven't called a game there. Haven't been there for any sort of championship game uh, scenario. So. Was looking forward to getting there for it. Unfortunately, that will not be doing it this year. Uh, I'm assuming it's going to be a better game than we got last year in the national championship. I'm assuming. Yeah, I would make that assumption too. I mean, again, two contrasting styles in the way Michigan plays. Who just I, I, early on in that game, like it really was 
kind of fascinating to see how physically dominant they were in the first half. And if not for a couple special teams gaffes, um, that, that game could have been even more out of hand at halftime. But they just throw tight end after tight end and fullback and just pound you down. And it, when J.J. McCarthy's a part of the rushing attack too, which you know he's got that sort of athleticism, they're tough to stop. But I'll, I'll say this much. you know, J.J. McCarthy going into that game had 22 pass attempts in the fourth quarter all season. All season. And mind you, he only had one touchdown pass in his previous five games. Like, he was a Heisman Trophy candidate at one point, and he had an ankle injury that played a a factor. Um, They had a hard time protecting him at times this year. Uh, Obviously, Sharon Moore took over the head coaching duties as Jim Harbaugh got suspended by the Big Ten. Maybe that played a a little bit of a factor in some of what they were trying to do from a play-calling standpoint. Um, And they lost Zach Center in the Ohio State game, which clearly played a role too. But um, it seemed like every single time they asked him to make a play, he made a play. And he did that last year in the semifinal when there had to be a shootout. Ultimately, they didn't, ended up winning, but uh, he, he helped put them in a position there. And then this entire season has been that. So uh, it's, it's tough to think that Michigan, who's been a really good football team now for the past three years, it isn't potentially their year. They are a four-point favorite. So uh, I, I don't know about leading that they cover that number, but I think you'd have to think they could win in a tight game it's just, they, just they, they dictate their style of play to everyone they play. But when you talk about like a puncher's chance in, in football, the way Washington can score points oh, and create God, yeah. big plays. And Caleb DeBoer, I, I'll throw this out there. And I, I know I'm like being hypocritical because I literally just said this in the first hour. And now I'm going back against my word and Who talking cares? about like that next step. But... Michael Penix, to me, has, has the best tape of anyone of the quarterbacks this season. Like He has the best tape in regards to how it's going to translate to the next level, everything else. Now, Jaden Daniels is up there, too, but Penix has done it all year long, and he's doing it in you know, arguably bigger games. Um, I wonder if a team, if they fell in love with, with Penix and they had a head coaching vacancy, would give Kalen DeBoer a call. I, I think the guy's a great head coach. If you look at what he did in Indiana with Penix together, what they have done in Washington together so far, maybe you want to keep that going. And I know it's it'd be a huge jump for a guy who's got no NFL head coaching experience. Um, and on top of that, you know, I think the track record of college coaches the NFL has not looked good outside of Jim Harbaugh, who you know had NFL ties anyway. But that might be something you want to consider. Uh, just because of how darn good this Washington offense and this team has been, in particular with with DeBoer and Penix together. Well, I mean, clearly they got something working. And and we talked about this because I kind of threw out the scenario, if Jim Harbaugh does leave to go to the pros and say it's it, the Raiders who hire him, and I'm not saying that's the case because I think Antonio Pierce is going to get that job. But if you're a team picking, you know, top 10, back end of the top 10, maybe early teens, and you hired Jim Harbaugh as your coach – wouldn't he, if you needed a quarterback, wouldn't he push for his guy? Like, wouldn't he push for a J.J. McCarthy? And I think there's sort of maybe a pushback from people in the NFL because they go, oh, well, we saw, we tried this with, you know, Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray to try and do a pairing like that. And we've pointed this out. Look, outside of, like, there were they were building something 
And after that playoff game, there was the injury, there was the like, and then everything fell apart. But it's Hopkins not, got suspended for six games yeah, right it, to start the season. It's not like it didn't work. Like it did work. Like what did he go? He went to a couple of Pro Bowls. Didn't he win Rookie of the Year? I want to say yeah. Kyler. So like it did work. It was working. They just got sidetracked because of the injuries, that suspension, and everything sort of melted down in the final year. And then when you find out that, well, listen, there's some stuff going on in the front office. You know, there was some some weird things that were happening there. Like, I I, I wonder if teams are going to actually take a, a, a different approach to this and maybe not be so dismissive of it and say, to your point, because I haven't heard anybody make, make that argument. Like, if you're going to draft a Michael Penix, why would you not bring in the guy who's made it work at multiple spots with him? It seems at like least contemplate it, yeah. right? Like interview the guy, go through the, go through the process. Like I, I kind of floated that idea for Caleb Williams and Lincoln Riley. You know, given how those two looked at Oklahoma together, then Southern Cal together, why wouldn't you? And by the way, if you have any concerns about you know how your head coach is going to deal with the quarterback, those are a little bit alleviated when they both get the NFL level together, right? But um, I, I just I think it would be it's an interesting thing to kind of you know throw out there and discuss. I mean, there's there's still a national championship game to be played. I think the other thing about this is, like, you look at Alabama's season, um, you look at Texas' season, and it's interesting because for Bama, you know, you heard Nick Saban talk after the game, and he discussed how, for this team, how far they came from the beginning of the season to now. Yeah, It, it really is remarkable. Like, they, to me, were the most improved team from that USF game where they it was a tight ball game, ended up being a double-digit win for them when it was all said and done, didn't start nor play Milrow in that game. And then from that next week when they beat Ole Miss by 14 moving forward, they got better and better and better, won the SEC, arguably one of the best wins of the year versus Georgia in the SEC title game. It's, it's pretty crazy considering how young they are in some pieces, but also just the growth of Milrow, the growth of that offensive line. I, I know it wasn't the result that they wanted, but, man, they had their chances, and, and it was a, an incredible season for a team that's dealt with a, a ton of you know change, turnover, and adversity throughout the year. And Texas is the other interesting one. Like I really thought Texas had enough to be able to win that game, although – you know, again, one of the things you got to give Kellen DeBoer and his staff credit for in the defense for Washington is shutting down Worthy and A.D. Mitchell. Like, those guys didn't play as big of an impact in the game as I thought they would because I really felt like, you know, Texas has the ability with those two players in particular to match what you saw from Washington. And even though, you know, again, Jatavian Sanders kind of played his role and Whittington was part of it, like, Worthy had two catches for 45 yards. A.D. Mitchell had a touchdown, but had like 32 yards receiving. When they needed to go to their big play wide receivers to make, to, to make those plays, they couldn't get it done. And when you look at Odunze and Polk and McMillan, like those guys either found the end zone or they found big play after big zing, play when they needed zing, it. Zing, zing. I'm telling you, they got to add a sound effect every time Penix throws the ball. I, I, I could I could watch him throw a football all night. He's fantastic, man. He's he's uh, a joy to watch. Uh, somebody else who's been a joy to watch and how he handles the media is one Jim Harbaugh, uh, who I believe said uh, he said I don't God I don't want to screw up the exact quote. I will I will find it after we hear from him post game. But he had some uh, some interesting comments about God and Jesus over the weekend. Uh, did uh, Jim Harbaugh? Well, I think he, they're I think, America's team. So well, yeah, I mean, there's that. I think he brought in like. Uh, 
NIL into the compare. Like there was all sorts of fun stuff from Jim Harbaugh over the course of the weekend, but he was back. He was on the sidelines for Michigan again. He had the little dust up where, listen, he got, he only got suspended for like seven games this year. Not a big deal. Uh, so Jim Harbaugh spoke afterwards about what makes this Michigan team special and different from everybody else. You know, it's just the way this team de- is built. Um, and the way how connected they are as as players and, and we are as a team, it's it's unanimous support for each and every guy. And um, you know, it's almost been an unfair advantage. I mean, all the things that that uh, you know that the team has gone through. I mean, we don't care anymore. We don't care what people say. We don't care about uh, um, anything that comes up. We just know we're going to overcome it. Because uh, it's um- unanimous support from uh, every single guy on the team. So he's obviously a lightning rod for a lot of conversation. Um, by the way, he called, uh, he said Jesus would have been a five star player. Uh, that was uh, Jim Harbaugh making that comment uh, earlier this week as they got set for the Rose Bowl. I mean, fair. You'd, you'd think he'd probably be a six star, yeah. but yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, probably. But um, this is final game as Michigan coach. I don't know. I I just kept thinking watching that game. Like the NFL needs a good head coach like Jim Harbaugh. And and you're seeing now Jim Harbaugh coaching for a national championship. John Harbaugh is the number one overall seed in the AFC. These are good coaches, man. Their 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 dad, Jack, has to be proud. I know he was there for the game. But he, you'd have to think he he has to be. <laughs> Did you hear the quote his, his dad gave after the game? So What's somebody that? somebody asked uh, Jack Harbaugh. They said, "Hey, uh, what are your thoughts on that fourth down call by your son uh, in in the fourth quarter?" And he just said, "Punt it." <laughs> like, like yeah basically bad call, but it worked out, yeah. uh, and they ended up going down and uh, and driving. But yeah, I mean to see your kids coaching. Look, there's a chance. Jim Harbaugh could win the national championship and his brother could win the Super Bowl in the same year. That is yeah. wild, man. I, I, I don't think that's something that will ever be done again. I mean, the likelihood of having a two sons that reach that level of becoming a head coach and then have that sort of success is just ridiculous. I mean, and I, and I know we've seen the Harbaugh Bowl before. Like, we've, we've seen that story and that was unique in and of itself. But for how for how this has worked out, I just... I would think if you're an NFL franchise, it would be really, really hard for me to pick a hot coordinator or a big-name coordinator in the NFL who has no head coaching experience over Jim Harbaugh. I mean, the guy is a program developer, whether you want to talk about the college level or even the variety of ways in which he finds ways of having success in the NFL. Like, he just... He's a great football coach. That's the only only way you can describe him. So I, I would have a hard time... Not making that my first call and not letting him get off the phone or even flying to that guy and making him sign a contract. So if you're the LA Chargers, stop nickel and diming and make the move, man, whatever it takes. That's the spot that makes the most sense, I think, for him. You know, as you look at the landscape, like Las Vegas is going to hire Antonio Pierce as they should. Although, you know, I, I I do know, and we talked to Albert Brewer about this last week, they, they still want to, go through the process of, of reaching out to a few candidates. Like, that's that's real. But the Bears seem like they're sticking with Matt Eberflus. That was like a potential destination you had heard out there. Uh, I You know, if you're Carolina, obviously you'd have interest, but why would you if you're Harbaugh with no the way kidding. David Tepper's operating? 
It just it doesn't make any sense, no. right? Uh, the Chargers feel like that's that's the uh, the spot there, and yeah. especially you know, with Herbert at quarterback and under contract, and he's got ties there. I think he played there. Didn't he start his coaching yeah. career in San Diego? I know yeah. he coached uh, in college there, and then um, I think he was an assistant with the Chargers. If I'm not, I'm not mistaken, so uh, there is there is that connection as well. So uh, it's going to be a fun one, uh, but we got all sorts of time to talk about that. And uh, and Jim Harbaugh will take center stage against DeBoer coming up uh, in the national championship game next Monday night. It is two pros and a cup of Joe here on Fox Sports Radio. It's Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here. Coming up next from the TireRack.com studios. One coach is talking, but little does he know it could set up one of the great matchups we see in the NFL playoffs. We'll tell you who that is next year on FSR. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Two NBA insiders podcasting twice a week to plug you right into the NBA grapevine. All happening in only one place. This League Uncut, the new NBA podcast with me, Chris Haynes. And me, Mark Stein. Join us as we team up to expound on everything we're covering, hearing, and chasing. Listen to This League Uncut with Chris Haynes and Mark Stein on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Good song. The Johnny Carson theme, right? Hey, who wrote that? Skip, who do you think? It's your buddy. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get our way. A brand new show from My Heart Podcast where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. Hear about Michael Bublé's entrance into show business. And get business insight from Mark Burnett. Find out what scares my son-in-law, Jason Bateman. And discover the bragging rights that come with beating Michael Jordan at golf. Together, we know just about everybody, including sitting presidents. So join us as we ask the questions they've not been asked before. Tell it like it is, and even sing a song or two. This is our podcast, and we're going to do it our way. Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm John Seifer. And I'm Jerry O'Shea. We spent over 30 years in the CIA uncovering global conspiracies. Conspiracies aren't just a theory to us, which is why we started our podcast, Mission Implausible. Everyone has questions about conspiracy theories, but with our background, we can actually answer those questions. We break open modern-day conspiracies and tell you which elements may be the real deal. Like, did Bill Gates use COVID vaccines to microchip us all? We all do have tracking devices. We carry them around. We spend a lot of money on them. And what's actually on Hunter Biden's laptop? You are talking to the guy that has three of Hunter Biden's laptops and cell phone. And what did the deep state build under Denver Airport? 
Do you think there are secret bunkers? That's just on my list of questions I have about Jesse Ventura. It's our mission to get to the heart of these conspiracy theories and figure out the why, the how, and especially the if. Listen to Mission Implausible on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, yeah, Brady. It's the good stuff right here. Don't hate on it. It's my I don't jam. know why you do this. Yeah, this is what you picked? Hell yeah. Yeah. Should be my intro. It is uh, Two Pros and a Cup of Joe, Fox Sports Radio. Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here. By the way, coming up later on this hour, about a little over 20 minutes from now, from the TireRack.com studios, we are going to have another edition of You In or You Out. And I do. I was given a little bit of a sneak peek into uh, one of the discussions on You In or You Out. And I believe it's something that would hit near and dear to the heart of Brady Quinn. I Ooh, what's that? Well, just you know, you got to stick okay. around for that. So right. it'll be uh, it'll be coming up here because we could be it could be in trouble, could be endangered, if you will. So we'll get into that for you a little over twenty minutes from now. So there are, I don't know if people are still bitching and moaning about what happened at the end of that Lions Cowboys game uh, over the weekend, where you know apparently, I, I mean. The the Lions could have been pushed back to midfield, and I think Dan Campbell still would have gone for two. Like I think, <laughs> like I don't think I it couldn't have mattered where they were on the field; they were going to just continue to go for two. Uh, your thoughts as we just put a bow on what happened in that game uh, between the Cowboys and the Lions, and the reporting eligible fiasco that was the conclusion of that game in Dallas. Uh, it, it's hard to put it. <laughs> It's hard to put it simply because there's so many thoughts from watching that. Like, for starters, was that the play to make in that moment anyway? Like, just because that's what they do, right? They've gone for it more than anyone else in the NFL. Um, Which is funny because I always feel like Brandon Staley had that reputation. Like, he goes for a ton of fourth downs. Or like, no, it's actually Dan Campbell goes for more. Um, Which is, I don't know. I don't know know why Brandon Staley had that perception. But Dan Campbell didn't it feels quite as like, much. It feels like people just liked Dan Campbell more than Brandon Staley. And yeah, so he doesn't that, get criticized as much. That's fair. I also feel like it never seemed to work out for Brandon Staley. <laughs> so <laughs> maybe that's the other reason why. Um, anyway, the point is there's probably an argument to be made for saying, hey, if you can win in that moment, go after it and put yourself in a position to win. The only counter is no matter what, whether they got the two-point conversion and were up one or they didn't and they had the onside kick, which slim chance they're going to get the ball back and have a shot to get, kick a field goal to win it. Um, Dallas is still going to have a chance. They have three timeouts left, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, at least two. At I least thought, two. I thought McCarthy three. used one on that final drive. which So 20-some seconds, a couple timeouts. There was still going to be a shot of Dallas putting themselves in a position to go win a field goal. Their, their kicker's been amazing this year. So regardless of whatever he decided, whether it was, you know, you go for two, you get it, you're up one, you know, you don't, you still have to get the outside kick, or even a PAT, they still face that scenario. So I, I kind of look at it and just think, you know, in the, in the end, you know, would it have made more sense for them to kick the PAT, extend the game, see if you can't win it potentially in overtime? Uh, sure, but it's the decision he made. So then we talk about the actual play itself. It is true before the game, coaches meet with the officials, and they go through plays, not just talk about them. They will draw them up on a whiteboard to talk about what they're trying to do and, and who's eligible, who's ineligible in this case, and what they're trying to accomplish. 
and, and to get the okay from the officials. Now, it, it, it appears that Brad Allen was not a part of that meeting, at least from the reports that have come out. So that makes things a little more interesting only because, A, he should be, uh, or at least be been aware of a unique play like that in that crucial of a moment. But I, I could promise you the fake punt, that two-point conversion play, were gone over in that meeting. Um, and so they should have been aware of that potential scenario. Now, the officials have a lot going on throughout the course of the game. They're probably not going to remember that specific play outside of maybe being reminded that there's going to be an ineligible offensive lineman that comes in. You know, Skipper is usually the guy who, who fits that, that mold, which is why the Lions ran the play they did and tried to kind of deceive, I guess you'd say the Dallas Cowboys, as far as who is eligible, who is ineligible. Yeah. The problem with the deceit is this. Typically, if the officials get the right guy as far as who is reporting as eligible, all right, they're going to announce to the loudspeaker, they're going to tell the defense which it sounds like they did. Yeah. Although in this case, it looks like they went with Skipper as opposed to Decker. Now, I think how De- Detroit was obviously trying to be tricky was they were trying to basically have the same guy who's been reporting as eligible all season long for them for the most part line up at a spot where he was going to be you know, not releasing out and have another guy actually be the eligible player. But that's not really how it works. So... At the end of the day, you know, I don't believe in the conspiracy theory that it was, this is all for the Dallas Cowboys right. to win. It, you know, it, it was communicated in the proper way. They, they tried to execute it in the proper way. Uh, unfortunately, I think in trying to create some confusion, which, you know, with Penny Sewell and Decker walking over to the official and Skipper kind of running out there and buy it, I think the officials got caught up in the moment and it wasn't communicated in the proper way. I, I personally feel like had they just said, yeah, dude, Decker's going to be eligible, and they said 68's eligible, 68's eligible, and they lined up, I think the play might still be successful in that moment. But that's not the route they went. So it, it is what it is. You, you feel bad for the Lions only because it could have meant potentially, obviously, so much more, and, and now it's not. And it, and it takes away from their ability to have a home divisional game. I, I do like the, uh, well, clearly the NFL wanted the Cowboys to win. Oh, yeah? Like, where's your evidence since the mid-90s they've wanted the Cowboys to win? Because they haven't won squat. And by the way, if, if there was some conspiracy for the Dallas Cowboys, explain to me the Des Bryant non-catch at Lambeau Field in the playoffs a few years right. ago. Like, none of it. It's just people looking for some some something wrong with the NFL, and maybe there's just not something wrong with the NFL. But Dan Campbell, on the other hand, he's moving on. He has decided, I'm going to focus on what I can control, and that's the future. I'm good. I woke up yesterday. I'm, I'm ready, man. I've got controlled fury, and uh, I'm ready to go. I am, I'm absolutely ready to go. I don't go the other way, So, and the team won't either. Uh, we're on a mission, and uh, we're not going to... Uh, we're going to feel sorry for ourselves and Walter and everything. We had plays to make. We didn't make them. And uh, it's a tight game, a good opponent, playoff-type atmosphere, and you got to make that that one extra play that we didn't. And uh, so we will use this as fuel. i got pure octane right now. I woke up. I'm ready. So we're moving forward. <laughs> that guy on his deathbed could rep 350. <laughs> I love him. I love Dan Campbell so much. He's awesome. Uh, he's great. I mean, he's always so fired up, so so positive. But again, I think that's one of the reasons why you know you believe 
that the Lions will respond from this. Like, I, I don't worry about this impact in the moving forward because of his mindset and I think how he coaches his team. By the way, potential, and I it's know. looking more and more likely, my L.A. Rams and the Detroit Lions in the first round of the playoffs. What do you think about that? In Detroit. Oh, come on. In Detroit. And Goff that's- for Stafford. Let's go. That is probably one of the matchups, too, that like would concern me the most if, if I'm the Detroit Lions. Yes. <laughs> I mean, Stafford's playing so well. Cup and Nakua and Kyron Williams have been a, a three-headed monster offensively. And, and Donald's just a game wrecker. And the, and the way the defense, Raheem Morris has done a tremendous job with that defense for how young they are and how much production they're getting out of that group. So that would be – we talked about the storyline earlier of Baltimore and Cleveland playing in Flacco, you know, going back to Baltimore uh, with that Browns team that's playing so well right now. Same thing with Stafford. I mean – that could be some incredible storylines uh, for this NFL postseason. I mean, it would be cruel and hilarious at the same time if all those Lions fans who were like, well, Matt Stafford never won us a playoff game, and then he shows back up as a Ram and does it at Ford Field in front of a packed house. That would be that would be a fun, fun game to uh, to look ahead to. And, and look, I don't know what the, what the betting line would be in that game, but I'll, I'll take my chances with the Rams on the road there. Like, with right. the way they're playing, Super Bowl ped- pedigree with that team, I'll take my chances. And I, they've hit on their, their uh, late-round picks, by the way, it should be pointed out. Like, so job well done by Les Snead, who hasn't had a first-round pick since the uh, mid-'80s. And, uh, and there they are. Sopic uh, Bay's never had a first-round pick. Ever. It's incredible. Who needs I mean, it? I just... Most most coaches and general managers like hold on to those things dearly. They've been to two Super Bowls, won one, and are now back in, you know, in the playoffs. And they literally have never had a first round pick together. Yeah, and the Lions, by the way, do finish up the season uh, with the Minnesota Vikings, who um, still looking around. Where's uh, where's Josh Dobbs at? Still looking around, trying to figure out, still trying to make sense of what the hell that was. Uh, from the Minnesota Vikings and Kevin O'Connell. I still don't get it. Don't understand. I, there's got to be something more to that story. <laughs> I, that's all I'm saying. Like, don't, don't the get guy it. who came in immediately gave you two wins and sparked your team. Like You're really benching him for the one performance where you had what two of his four picks were tipped? I mean, come on. It doesn't make any sense to me as far as that decision-making process. Um, and, and it's no disrespect to Jaron Hall or Nick Mullins. I mean, Mullins they traded for and brought over last year as a backup. Jaron Hall they, they selected at, you know, uh, as a draft pick this year. So I'm sure there's an element of like, well, we brought these guys in for a reason. You know, Mullins knows the system better. You know, Jaron Hall has been here all year since a draft pick. But Dobbs still gave them the best chance to win. Like I, I don't know why they have to, you know, complicate things and not just go with the guy who I think has that a better athletic element than Jaron Hall and is a better passer right now than Jaron Hall is. Oh, by the way, you know the Lions last year finished up the season at Green Bay. They eliminated the Packers. Yeah, yeah and, knocked uh, them out. Yeah, they ended Aaron Rodgers' time at Lambeau Field. Uh, Lee DeLapp is very nervous heading into this final week of the season. Because you got the Chicago Bears, the surging Chicago Bears at Lambeau Field, and Lee feels like there's going to be a repeat of last year. Isn't that right, Lee? 
nervously? Uh, yeah, I feel I feel a lot better than I did last year going against the Lions. But yeah, I'm not gonna say the Bears are a pushover. I'm just happy the Packers are where they're at, where they're winning in. I we didn't see this happening mid season, but uh good No, you. Jordan loves turning it on, man. He's playing extremely well and they're doing it without Christian Watson who he hasn't been healthy. Um but the Bears defense is improved. And Fields is playing well, man. He's he's making his case for the Bears keeping him and, and building around him. And that would be the move that I'd make right now. But this sets up for an all-timer of like, you know, the Packers winning your in type scenario. But for the Bears getting beat down by Aaron Rodgers and the Packers for all these years, for now Justin Fields to turn the tides and get one on Lambo would be pretty incredible. There's no way in hell you stay sober for that game on Sunday, Lee. No way in hell. What do we got? A one o'clock kickoff? Yeah, yeah that's one forty five Pacific time. That's gonna be a problem. But yeah. you can you, you get banged out before five. You'll, you'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As long as we're we're done by then. And Lee, how does the drinking work? Is it like more drinking if you're winning or more if you're losing? That is a good question. Um, that, that's irrelevant. What do you? <laughs> he's got he's got two hands and a fridge full of booze. What do you mean? If it's uh, we're just we're just hanging out with the beer. If it's a win, just relaxing, coasting. Feeling good. If it's uh, if it gets getting dark and dreary, he might pull out some uh, some tequila out there. Yeah. Dipped into that bottle of whiskey when you yeah. get back to the room. <laughs> yeah. What uh, what does Todd say to you in these dark moments? Uh, Todd uh, Todd will lose his patience sometimes. He just says, "All right, buddy, we're going calling it calling it for the day." Is he, is he not a sports fan? He doesn't strike me. No, as he's a he's a big Seahawks fan. Big oh, Seahawks in uh, in Washington State. Okay, there you go. Big Coogs guy. Yeah. All right. Nice. His bro- his brothers. I talk more of sports with his brothers. But yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, he's he's uh, doing karaoke. He's got more important things. So I don't blame him. It's probably oh. better, probably better than watching the Seahawks right now. He uh, he lost the uh, fantasy football championship this weekend. To- Did he? He was in the fantasy football. He was championship. in the fantasy football championship. That's such At- a Todd thing. I wouldn't <laughs> expect. You know. I know. He's such a troll. He's like this. This game sucks. I I hate. Doesn't he have football. like a gigantic samurai sword? Is that you? Uh, no, that's not me. Uh, he does have a. It's Todd, right? Yeah, he has a double sided lightsaber. <laughs> oh, that's what it is. Why do I think a samurai sword? Yeah, I mean, it may as well be. Like, who who needs a double sided lightsaber? Todd does. Like, that's who needs it. All right, that makes sense. It all makes sense now. Yes. Uh, It is Two Pros and a Cup of Joe here on Fox Sports Radio. And coming up next, we are going to close up shop here with another edition of You In or You Out. It's yours right here on FSR. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good song. The Johnny Carson theme, right? Hey, who wrote that? Skip. Who do you think? It's your buddy. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get our way 
a brand new show from My Heart Podcast where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. Hear about Michael Bublé's entrance into show business. And get business insight from Mark Burnett. Find out what scares my son-in-law, Jason Bateman. And discover the bragging rights that come with beating Michael Jordan at golf. Together, we know just about everybody, including sitting presidents. So join us as we ask the questions they've not been asked before. Tell it like it is, and even sing a song or two. This is our podcast, and we're going to do it our way. Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm John Seifer. And I'm Jerry O'Shea. We spent over 30 years in the CIA uncovering global conspiracies. Conspiracies aren't just a theory to us, which is why we started our podcast, Mission Implausible. Everyone has questions about conspiracy theories, but with our background, we can actually answer those questions. We break open modern-day conspiracies and tell you which elements may be the real deal. Like, did Bill Gates use COVID vaccines to microchip us all? We all do have tracking devices. Mm -hmm. We carry them around. We spend a lot of money on them. And what's actually on Hunter Biden's laptop? You are talking to the guy that has three of Hunter Biden's laptops and cell phone. And what did the deep state build under Denver airport? Do you think there are secret bunkers? That's just on my list of questions I have about Jesse Ventura. It's our mission to get to the heart of these conspiracy theories and figure out the why, the how, and especially the if. Listen to Mission Implausible on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here. If you missed any of this program, be sure to check out the podcast. It'll be posted up shortly after we go off the air. All you got to do is search Two Pros wherever you get your podcast. Be sure to also follow, rate, and review it. That's the important part. Follow, rate, and review the podcast. Again, just search Two Pros wherever you get your podcast. You'll see today's show posted right after we get off the air. We are going to be back on the air coming up tomorrow. Same time, same place, 6 a.m. Eastern time, 3 o'clock. Pacific, LeVar Arrington will be back so uh, the tripod of sports talk will be back uh, coming up tomorrow here on the uh, on the program so that'll be a good time but right now it is time to close up shop here with another edition of this. This is really big news. Two pros in a cup of Joe want you to know if they're in yeah, please. or if they're out. Alright, lead the lab. What do we got? Guys, we have a cost of living crisis on the British coast that has hit the supply chain behind fish and chips, pushing up prices beyond what some are willing to pay. Um, ever since the what is being called the you know the war in Ukraine has pushed up the cost of diesel on power boats, sunflower oil to fry the fish, electricity to run the fryers. Can't they just get it from somewhere else? Well, it is the mainstay living of everyone who's on the coast as well. That is their industry, so it's a lot of the I workers. Understand that. I'm just saying, like we import stuff from all over the world nowadays. It's just yeah. the same. Yeah, that's true. Well, it's probably not hitting us as hard, but would you guys are you guys in or out on paying a few dollars or a few pounds more for your fish and chips? I'm out. I'm not into fish and chips. I'm in. Love fish and chips. Oh. Love uh, helping support some people too, just because uh, the industry's being hit by something like that. So. I mean, man of the people, you know, not like Jonas, who's just a selfish jerk. I'll I'll say it right now, and I don't care if this is controversial, and anybody doesn't like this, you can kiss my ass. Shrimp and chips better than fish and chips. What? Oh my god! What do you think about that? Huh? Yeah, shrimp, you know, fried shrimp. You do uh, squeeze some lemon juice on some fried shrimp, a little right. cocktail sauce, right. some tartar sauce. Now that we're on the topic, I do have to ask this, okay? 
Did you guys see the intro for the Winter Classic hockey match? No, I I just saw them wearing some goofy outfits and they were walking in. That's all I saw. Okay, so they created a, a, a kind of plank or more like a pier as they were walking in. And they were they had some of the pike uh, place workers throwing fish back and forth and like over top of the hockey players as they walked That's out. Great, it was actually, actually. <laughs> I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, are you in Lee or Jonas or are you out on that? Uh, I'm into it. I, I'm a little bit out on the Winter Classic itself. I feel like it's kind of it's lost its luster. Yeah, but yeah. if they're gonna add little uh, little things like that, yeah, I'd be into it again. You got to figure out a way to to spicing this thing up, man. You know, yeah, Lee, are you in or out? I'm in. I'm all in on that. You're not worried that maybe one of your players gets hit by one of those fish? Uh, I think I think if any player can handle it, I think the uh, hockey, hockey player players can. can handle that. Yeah, good point. You guys like fish? Love yeah, fish. I love fish. I just not not all that crazy about it. I don't know. It's yeah. not. Uh, it just feels like it's not very filling. Huh. I don't know. More, you look like a you, damn vampire. So, I'm more, uh, hey, that's true. This yeah. point. I, mean, I know you're. I know you're scared of what garlic. What else? That, what is, that is true. Uh, you drink you, blood. So yeah, that's probably that's basically your you diet. Keep, keep the silver blood. bullets away. Uh, yeah. You know, you got to be uh, gotta water, be blood, to bell pepper. Yeah, that's all I need. All right. <laughs> Brady, are you in on sushi? Yeah, I mean, now I have to. I can only have certain types. I can't have oh, shellfish. Right. So yeah. yeah. Oh man, you're missing out on some oysters. All that stuff. Uh, oysters are great. First off, that looks disgusting. Even if I even if I oh. could eat shellfish, I would have oysters with some Tabasco me. sauce and a, and a cold oh. beer. Oh man, you could rip oysters. Lee, did you tell me you ate a bunch of Rocky Mountain oysters? Oh. <laughs> no, I've never tried that. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is Tuesday, Lee. I try anything twice is what I always say. <laughs> well, you haven't tried those yet, huh? That <laughs> is true. If you if somebody gave them to me, I would. Uh, I think ben, <laughs> I think Ben Maller said he tried them, but they were like the dried out jerky version i don't know if i yeah i don't know all right i guess that'd be better (laughs) guys i saw some complaints yesterday um can you call yourself a sports bar if you're not open on new year's day for the new year's day games no no you you lose the title you're a bar now you don't get to put sports before bar if you can't be open for what is one of the greatest days for football and college football in particular yeah like who's not open for was oh you don't want to air them out? Was there uh, I just oh somebody who didn't want to air them out, but just said they they they're in the area and they have sports bar in the name, yet they're closed on New Year's Day. Wow. They should remove sports bar. It's a weak move. Which I agree. Yeah, guys. Also in sports bar, you might find uh, a photo booth. I I enjoyed a photo booth this past weekend with uh, Mr. Iowa Sam. Are you guys in or out on photo out. booths? Out. Out. Yeah. I mean. Why do you need a photo booth? Like, I understand the need for it back before we had smartphones with cameras on them. Now you can literally get a digital camera right away. Like, I, I really don't feel like this technology is, is holding up with the times. Yeah, Sorry. it's like uh, you got to be so cramped when you're in there to do like a bunch of goofy faces. Like, like why am I paying a phone bill? Like, like that's that that's that's the whole point. Like, I'm not going to sit in a in a photo booth. With some slob who's drooling all over me because he drank too much, just so I can get some goofy picture to, to send out to my friends. Like, hey, look what we did in a photo booth. It's weird behavior. Something about it. I, I, I'm in on photo booths. <laughs> 
found it's found, just like a you and Todd thing. You guys got a bunch of photos together in our photo booth. Right. I do have some photos probably with me and Todd. It was, I, now I have some with me and Sam. Uh, I found in my back pocket the other day. Um, <laughs> I don't even know who Sam is. Yeah, I don't either. I don't even know who that is. Yeah, I don't either. Screw him. Iowa something or other. Guys, it's not Jimmy Buffett Day, but it is Jim, uh, National Buffet Day. Are you guys in or out on buffets? Out. They trick you into getting fat. I mean, that's what that's that's how you're going to take a out. stance on that. But listen, oh, for 19.95, it's all you can eat. Okay, how about for 9.95, I eat one meal. Like I don't need to go back for three, four plates just so I can think I got my money's worth. Yeah, but this is how I know you're not really dedicated to to weightlifting. Like you would know if you're a true meathead. Like you got to have a place where you can get copious amounts of protein. And just going back and getting steak or chicken and like all you can eat and actually pack, like pack on the pounds yeah, to really get big and really get strong. So you are speaking for one side of it because you're, you're more of a cardio guy. I'm just saying for all the meatheads out there and people who happen to love food, it is glorious. All right. In on buffets. It's one of the greatest inventions in human history. Has it led to maybe some obesity issues? Potentially. Yeah. But still, it's a great idea. And uh, Old Country Buffet used to be the go-to back in the day for me. I love that place. Damn. What else? Uh, hometown's be? closed, I believe. Uh, yeah, I've never done the buffet in Vegas. I've, they always advertise oh, it. Never seen it. Uh, that's like that's the worst. It, it just is the worst. Best like price. If, if you if you walk by a buffet in Vegas, just go. Hey, slob! And two hundred people will turn around. <laughs> yeah. Wait. What do you say? Hey, slob! Yeah. And two hundred people will turn right around and say, "You talking to me?" Yep. Going back for their third. What's the last time you heard someone use that phrase, "slob," before? By the I don't way. know. It's a great phrase, though. It is. Bring that you're back. Really, you're bringing, really bringing back some oldies today. <laughs> hey, Lee, we got time for one more. If you're looking for anything to watch tonight, there's Celebrity Jeopardy and there's Mash, the comedy that changed television, a documentary about ow, that famous. Ow, show. Ow, yeah. Ow, <laughs> ow, my God. I'll hang out with my kid. Yeah. This is what happens. No football, and here's where we are. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna watch a Mash remake. Get out of here. Out. Out. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get Our Way, a brand new show from My Heart Podcast, where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. This is our podcast, and we're going to do it our way. Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.